and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books Podcast. Uh, I am here with Michael. Hello. Hello, Michael. Hello. We're doing two weeks in a row. A miracle. A miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Woohoo. It's not actually quite Christmas no, yet. Not yet. Except it is the light Christmas switch on near the shop Oh yes, with today. special guest. Special guest, Duncan from Blue. Yes. Apparently, Wiltshire-born. Really? Apparently so. I didn't know. I think that qualifies him as a local celebrity. Oh, fair enough. I don't fair know. I, I, yeah. Beyond more me. than me. More than me, yes. Uh, how have you been? Uh, uh, cold. Yes. Have you? <laughs> yes, pretty cold. <laughs> Weather's taken a turn. It has. It has. And I finally got the heating working in my flat. I can't afford to keep it on all day. So well, we've got the... Uh, whilst you, you were off for latter half of this week in yes. the shop, we've managed to get the, the heating working in the shop. Oh, thank But we're God. not telling you how to do it. I hate you so much. <laughs> because we've decided that you're going to overuse it. I won't overuse it. <laughs> but if my fingers start going blue, I'm suing you. <laughs> Well, you can't, because uh, you won't be able to type, type a message out to anyone to say... with my nose. Yes. Um, so you were you were up in the London town. I was in the London town, yes. With, with your girlfriend. Yes. Did you read anything whilst you were there? Uh, I have read one book this week, and what, one and a half, but I won't do the half yet, because I won't talk about it properly when I've finished it. I guess that's a sensible plan. I, yes. I've been really struggling with reading lately. It's been, it's the weather, it's been hard. I won't yeah. just hide under a blanket with my hands hidden. Well, that and I, I've been reading some sort of proofs that are only digital proofs. So I've had to read them on my computer and yeah, I, yeah, so and I just fall asleep. Yeah. And I, What I can't work out is whether I don't enjoy the book as much because I'm reading it on a screen. Yeah. Or whether the book's just not as good as the physical ones I've been reading. Yeah, interesting. So, um, anyway, today yes. I have got two books to tell you about. Lovely. One of them was a physical book, read yeah. it as a proper paperback. The other was read on a screen. Lovely. So, um, I will talk a bit more about that when we get to that. Okay. Um, so, you've got one, I've got two. I probably ought to go first. Yes, that sounds good. So, my first book... I've, I don't know if you've read it. I think you might have read it. My Policeman? Yes, I have read it. Beth yes. and Roberts. A long time ago, so my my the feelings on it will be vague. Well, shall I read you the blurb? Please And do. then we'll see if some of it comes flooding back yes, to you. please do. It is in 1950s Brighton that Marion first catches sight of the handsome and enigmatic Tom. He teaches her to swim in the shadow of the pier, and Marion is smitten, determined her love will be enough for them both. A few years later, in Brighton Museum, Patrick meets Tom. Patrick is besotted with Tom and opens his eyes to a glamorous, sophisticated new world. Tom is their policeman, and in this age it is safer for him to marry Marion. The two lovers must share him until one of them breaks and three lives are destroyed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Um, so this was our LGBTQ plus book yes. club book. Um, yes. Not... not I think last month. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, so I read it. A li- I read it a few weeks ago, and uh, it's it's weird, isn't it, being in a book club? Uh, I've never been in one. Haven't you? No, never done. Oh, it. you really should. Uh, so, I I because often I'll read a book and I'll take it for what it is, face value, and yeah, think, oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. That was nice reading. Close the book and never think about it again. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm talking to you about it, but even then, I don't really sort of go into any great analysis. Yeah. It's then at the book club you speak to somebody who didn't like it. Yes. And really didn't like it. Uh, and it then makes me think, oh, actually, no, that's a valid point. And made me sort of analyse it a bit more. Sometimes I don't want that. I don't want some. If I 
enjoyed a book and it was fine. I don't want someone to come in and go, well, here's 20 reasons why it's awful. Yeah, but I didn't have strong feelings either way no. about this. So I think if it had been a book I'd really liked, you probably wouldn't have been able to persuade me otherwise mm. anyway. But this one was like... I finished reading it and I was... I was I don't know that I necessarily had an opinion no. about it when I'd finished. Like, it was okay. I, I mean, maybe I wanted a bit more sex. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Well. Uh, and I wasn't overly fond of Marion, but I didn't particularly hate her. I just pitied her a bit. Mm. And what that, my sort of overarching feeling for it was... What it was a bit like Tin Man by yeah. Sarah Winman, which you haven't read yet, have no. you? No, I'm gonna have to get you reading that. I know. And that one, so this is a story of a, of a of a love. Somebody said in the group, not a love triangle, a love arrow. Yes. Um. So both of them, both Marion and Patrick, in love with Tom. Yeah. And you see the story from Marion's point of view. She's writing it all down, yeah. Uh, sort of many years in the future, like the nineties or something. And what we know about it at that point is that Marion is living with Tom, and Patrick has had a stroke, and they've moved him into the house. Right. So uh, she's nursing him, mm -hmm. this rival of hers, and she's writing down everything that happened from her point of view in a letter that's essentially addressed to Patrick. Yes. And then you get. It flips to Patrick's point of view, but his is diary entries or sort of similar yeah. from the time. Yes. So you see what happened in the 50s, both from a sort of 40, 50 years down the line and sort of a live view of it. Mm. And, and But you only see it from their point of view. You don't see it from Tom's point of view. In Tin Man, you kind of also have this love... Arrow, but it's a lot less combative. It's not um, like everybody's friends, yeah. Um, and it's not a case of this relationship was happening at the same time as this relationship. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a, it was like so. To, uh, Ellis and Michael in Tin Man are grew up as almost like like very good friends, yeah. and then there was like a dalliance, and then nothing happened, and he and he married Annie. And then you see the whole story pretty much from Ellis's point of view. Um, and then there's a bit in the middle which flips to Michael's point of view. So you never, right, okay. in that book, you, in Timmy, you never see it from the woman's point of view. Okay, so this is then... This so, this, so this felt to me a bit, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is like another sort of take on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, very different story, but it was like, oh, maybe would Annie have felt this way? Maybe she wouldn't have been as bitter, but maybe she would have had some questions... And that she was scared to ask. I don't know. I might have to go back and reread Tin Man. Mm. Um, but I, I thought, yeah, okay, this is this is an interesting perspective. And then I didn't really think anything more of it. And then in the book club, um, a few people, nobody outright loved it. Mm -hmm. A few people liked it. One person hated it with a passion. See, I don't think it's that strong doesn't require that strong a kind of emotion. Well, what, what, what they were own. saying was actually Patrick is a massive stereotype. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, as we then talked about it, I kind of agree because he was written almost as a 50-year-old man. Yeah. Um, a bit predatory on this younger man it came across. Yeah. 
Um, but actually, he was only in his 30s. He yes. was only a few years older than Tom. But he, he seemed to be written as older. Um, yeah. And um, I felt quite uh, alone, considering he's, uh, he's part of the gay scene of Brighton yes. as much as there can be one. Yes, because at the time it still wasn't the hub of... No. I, I think actually it was, but on the down low. Yes. It's not as blatant as it is now. But he, <clears throat> he was... It was almost like he'd been... He'd had his life, and there were allusions to previous relationships and things that happened. This is almost like he'd had his life, and this was a last chance. Yeah. But actually he was only 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that felt... Uh, when, when I thought about it afterwards, I thought, oh, well, I did think that, actually, whilst I was reading it, but you sort of forget... Um, and then Marion was not a nice woman. Um, like she was equally, 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 she was equally predatory, actually, in that she met Tom, decided that I quite like you, I'm going to have you. Which is interesting of woman in the fifties, but also quite interesting in, um, you know, maybe that's sort of how you then see Tom slightly differently because these two people are both predators. You see him as less of a active figure right well this is what we then got on to yeah was actually because he's just a prop yeah he's 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 quite bland yes like none of us knew particularly why they were in love with him they all seemed to think he find him quite attractive yeah that seems to be it isn't it but that was it i don't remember there being he didn't about his personality he didn't have a personality as far as i could tell because and and there was a question over did the writer do that on purpose yeah, I think the sort of answer was we don't think the writer was talented enough yeah, to do yeah, that yeah. on purpose and it was actually just an underwritten character um, whereas what we got to was a point where um, there are other books that have done what this book was trying to do yes. better Yes. so there was a whole thing about um, Lavender Marriages Yes. Um, which, if you are interested in that, go and read The Inverts by Crystal Jeans. Yes. Because that's, that, take, both of them are gay, they marry out of convenience and then end up hating each other yeah. through time. That's kind of what happens to Marion and Tom, except you never mm. really see you, this bit in the 50s, and then by, it's almost like none of the characters have done absolutely anything until the 90s. Yeah, interesting. Because, sort of, yeah, they're sort of like a stuck in. Um, the same situation, aren't they? Yeah, they don't and it's change. not. But it's not like they're stuck in a rut. In that, it just feels like nothing happened. Nothing yeah, yeah, happened. Yeah. Um, like the, the Pat Marion and Pat Tom at this point, they might not be in a loving marriage, but they've been living together for forty years. Yeah. What? Why are, are they bitter with each other? Or maybe they've just become companionable, but you don't really see no. either of that. No. Um, you just see that Tom is quite annoyed at her having moved Patrick in. Yeah. And um, the one bit of personality you get is that at one point he it refers to him going out and having sex with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and she's aware of it. So, um, so th- yeah, so the Lavender Marriage kind of thing was done better over time with Crystal Jeans and the Inverts. Tin Man did the whole relationship between a three, how do you resolve yeah, yeah, yeah. that? Better because although Annie didn't have a point of view, she was a much she was a, a character in her own right. Um, then you've got this class 
thing going on between Patrick and Tom, where Patrick is this art historian, this um, uh, sort of professor um, who is inducting a young man into the world of... Well, that's done better by Anne Hollinghurst in The Sparsal Affair, yes. which is excellent, by the way. Um, but also in books like John Boyne, A Ladder to the Sky, and in the recent one, Tiepolo Blue, yeah. um, that's similar. That, that does it better. Mm. And then there was a question about male bisexuality and... and, and what that means, or or even just men falling in love with men when they don't really yeah. know what they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And again, something like A Little Life does that beautifully. Um, have to mention it. I do. You? I have to crowbar <laughs> it in. By the way, have you seen the, the play? Yes, I saw. Tickets are booked. Yes, I know. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, so there are... This is why I was left, I think, when I finished reading it, with this feeling of, it was okay. Yeah. But there was nothing in it that really sang to me as being amazing and I loved this bit or yeah. I loved that bit. And I think because I've seen so many other books do similar and do similar yeah, yeah. better. So it's it's one of those that's... It's fine if you sort of have a weekend to while away and you can yeah. read it. I think it's... um Like I said, I read it several years ago now. I can't remember exactly when. And I should have pre-looked at my review to, to refresh my memory of this. But it's one of those ones that I read and... You know, you can finish and go, yeah, that was fine. In a year's time, I'm not going to remember this. Yeah. And now it's become film and everything. It's like, oh, I should have remembered a bit more of this. The main reason I read it is because it was set in Brighton and that's where I'm from. So yeah. it's like, oh, good, I know, I know these places, you know. Um, and it's really interesting to read about the history of the city. But yeah, it's not one that is a standout novel of modern times. And I, I, think, think. I think what doing being in a book club and talking about it yes. allowed me to do was... I went, oh, okay, fine, put it yeah. down, start another one. Didn't really think about it, but sort of rated it three out of five-ish, if I was yeah. going to give it a rating. By being in the book club and discussing it with other people, it actually really helped me understand what I didn't like about it. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think anybody convinced me of anything I didn't already think. Yeah. I just hadn't really formulated yes. those thoughts. Yeah, that's fair enough. So that's why... I. That's why I quite enjoy the the book club. It's yeah. It's... I think book clubs. It's one of those things. Like, I obviously love reading. I just Do have you? never been. Yeah, I've never been involved in a book club. But it's partly is that I don't like being told what to read, which stems from university. Even yeah. as well, I'm just like, uh -huh. yeah. So the idea of then you have to read this this week. Oh, I'm not in the mood. You know, so that I think puts me off. But there are occasions where you read a book and you love it so much. You, you just go, to, I need to, to talk this. to someone yeah. about this. And if there's no one else who's read it, it's just shouting to the void or hoping yeah. someone on Twitter has, has spoken has read it as well I I think the over thing with this book that yeah. I left that I was left with <clears throat> was I didn't know what the author wanted me to feel yeah at the end of the book like you read books and you like read a thriller you know that the author wants you to have a like heart stopping adventure yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. but everything's sort of okay at the end or not okay depending on the type of thing you, you know you crime you understand right we're going to have a murder we're going to solve the murder like yeah. an Agatha Christie we know what's going to come and I know what the author wants mm -hmm. me to feel yep. by the end of this book um, A Little Life very clear what you want me to feel you want me to feel absolutely broken yes uh, with this one it's like I, I don't am I Am I supposed to be upset for Patrick and Tom and this tragic love relationship? Yeah. Because I didn't really see the relationship between them. So yeah, I, yeah. I was never invested in that. And Patrick was a bit creepy and Tom was a bit bland. Yeah. Am I supposed to be 
on Marion's side? Am I supposed to hate Marion? Yes, I just Marianne. I don't I don't know no. what the point of the book no, was, other enough. than it being this happened, this happened, and this happened. And great, what what do you want me to feel about that? Yeah, yeah. And I think that may be where I I fell down a bit on this was I didn't emotionally connect with it in the way that the author intended me to because I don't know what the author intended me to do. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I. It was fine. I think that's where I'm going to have to leave that one. Yeah. Three out of five. I, and you know, I don't talk about books I don't enjoy. No, exactly. So I wouldn't be talking about it if I hated it. No, and it's not one that I think you shouldn't read. It's interesting nonetheless, but it's, uh, yeah, a bit vapid by the end. Yeah. Vapid I, might be the wrong word as well. It's too harsh. But, yeah. you know, uh, not not a, a stay with her. No. I've wanged on about this for nearly 15 minutes. Okay. So let's, uh, let's leave it there. You yeah. can, if you are interested, buy it at burtsbooks.co.uk. UK. Excellent. I mean, other places exist, apparently. Yeah, don't buy from them. Though. But I heard that they, um, they're all closing. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the only place you can buy books from now mm. is Birth Books. Wow, okay, cool. So, yeah. better get to it. Yeah. It's your turn. It's me. So I've gone for a thriller this time, which is Dear Child by Roby Hausman. Which is translated from German a couple of years ago. I will give you the blurb of Dear Child. Please do. <clears throat> a windowless shack in the woods. Lena and her two children live by the rules set by their captor, the father. Meals, bathroom visits, study time are strictly scheduled and meticulously observed. He protects his family from the dangers lurking in the outside world and makes sure his children will always have a mother to look after them. One day, Lena manages to flee, but the nightmare continues. It seems her tormentor wants to get back what belongs to him. And then there's the question of whether she really is the woman called Lena who disappeared without a trace over 13 years ago. The police and Lena's family are all desperately trying to piece together a puzzle that doesn't quite seem to fit. Oh. I know. So, it is your good old captured thriller yeah. of a woman being abused. If you don't like that kind of stuff, stop listening, don't read it. But I have read this. Oh, have you? I didn't realise. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have no idea what happened. Oh, okay, fair enough. So um, I can't really offer any opinion, <laughs> um, apart from the fact that I forgot about it. Oh, fair enough. Um, Again, but you tell me, and I might some of it might come back. <laughs> As with my policeman, it's one of those ones that is just schlocky thriller. Yep, it does what it needs to do. Out. It's not going to be staying on the shelves forever. Of like this was the greatest book I've ever read. It's very good. It's very competently done, and there are moments in it that send a genuine chill down your spine when you make a realisation of something and go, oh, okay, that's not good. Um, but it We is... might have to pause in a minute so you can remind me of, of, the, okay, uh, of what fine. actually that's happened fine. without spoiling it for everyone. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so yeah, speaking of spoilers, it's going to be very difficult to talk about this in too much detail without spoiling anything okay. because there are quite a lot of twists and turns in it. Um, but... Yeah, it is very, very... Um, the one I'd compare it to most is uh, Room. Yeah. I can't remember who wrote Room, but... Uh, um, Emma Donna something? Donahue. Donahue? Yes. Um, yes, I've written that because it's, you know, some the kids who've been kidnapped. Well, the kids haven't been kidnapped. They've been born there and they know no outside world. Um, which is quite interesting when you... Because um, part of the novel is narrated by one of the children who, when you meet them in the first place, they're very like, these are the rules. You know, they know how to live and everything. Um, and then when they meet another, someone different they've never met before, they sort of think they're stupid because they're not following the correct rules because they, that they've been told. And um, then it quickly transpires. The child you think you're talking to, you think is about seven or eight. And then you later realise they're 13. Ah, yeah. And um, it's, you know, this has all been going on much longer than anyone thought. 
and um, yeah, and the children are um, stunted really by having been in this situation. And the mother as well has had to live in this situation where she has to do exactly as the father says and cannot escape until the day she does. Which is how it opens. Right, okay. Yes. So it opens with her... It opens with the escape. Are they then flashbacks? They are then... It's sort of half between how she copes with the world outside of that and the parents of the woman who was kidnapped as well. So that's their story. Yes, I remember. Yeah, the yeah, parents yeah, yeah. going to um, sort of identify her yes. or collect her. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, the three narrators are the dad, the kidnapped woman and the daughter. Okay. And it rotates between them as to what's happening. And there's some flashbacks and what's happening now as well. Um, So, yeah, and it is really, really creepy, but very, very good. And and you can't say much more. I can't say much more (laughs) because I don't want to ruin anything. There are some, like I said, there's very interesting moments. Like, it all makes sense by the end, but there are definitely bits in it earlier where you're going... That, no, that doesn't make sense. How's that happen? That doesn't make any sense. This, is, this isn't clear. But it does all tie up and you kind of go, ah, oh, good Lord, okay, fine. Um, the one issue I have with it is sort of, it's a bit of a mystery as well because it's never clear who the kidnapper is either. Okay. And you do find out, but it's sort of, it's been billing itself like it's a murder mystery of like, it could be any one of these people. Uh, and actually there not. aren't enough people to yeah. have done it. Done, do have been so. So actually, that's a bit left field when that comes at the end. But um, it is still, yeah, really interesting to sort of look at trauma as well more than anything. Yeah. Um, How do you think it compares to something like Room? Uh, See, I read Room quite a while ago, but I really loved Room. Yeah. Not in a way that, like, that's the world I want to live in, but it was just so cleverly done. Um, I think it is... uh, It's it's about as competent as Room, I think. But it is... um, quite claustrophobic in places and very disturbing really because it, it there is there are things in it that as a, as a reader you go oh no that's a bit too real like I'm not a massive horror fan yeah. of anything and it's not like it's horror horror but it is just a bit oh, actually I'm you know this is this is a bit too close to the bone and a bit too scary it's too real I think that's right. the sort of thing it's the sort of thing that that could happen there's nothing in it that you kind of go well, this is impossible it's like it's unlikely, but it's not impossible. Interesting. Um, yeah. So um, what do you recommend? I'm gonna have to. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to. I'm vaguely coming back to me now. I'll remind you off mic. What yeah. Um, do. What is your um, opinion on spoilers, though, with books? Where do you draw the line? What, like, what is a spoiler, and what isn't? How far into the book? Um, that's a good point. So I think. Uh, mm, mm. If it happens in the first chapter, yeah, not a spoiler. Right. If it's on the blurb, not, not a spoiler. spoiler. Um, that's a lot of the issue with like series and stuff. When you know, like in the Hunger Games, for example, the back of the first book says, "Will Katniss survive the thing?" And then book two says, "Katniss has survived the thing." Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> but, but you always knew Katniss. Yeah, exactly. Survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's how she survived. Exactly. The thing. Yeah. So I, and I who think, didn't survive yeah. the thing? I think there's a statute of limitations on spoilers as well, isn't there? Because I think you know, if you're trying to keep secret something that was written 150 years ago and it's not in a way of like oh come on everyone's had time to read that now no they haven't because a 12 year old hasn't had time to read Dracula yet but you know it is um that there is a thing of like oh okay that's interesting what things do stay spoiler what what things do stay hidden and unknown and um like for example Never Let Me Go which is one of my favorite books ever 
like Kazuo Ishiguro. I haven't read it. Don't spoil no, it. I'm not going to. But the, if you don't know what that's about, it's generally not knowing what that's about. Okay. Um, whereas something like I can't think of anything now that's really the spoiler is very very well known. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. We all know. Presumably, spoiler alert! Darth Vader is Luke's father. <gasps> is he? Apparently so. I've not seen it. But the, yeah, so I think there is a thing of like, you know, what can become a spoiler, what can't become a spoiler. But then again, I'm going to shoehorn, shoehorn her in as well. Agatha Christie, the mousetrap running for 70 years, still an open secret as to who done it in that. Yeah, but that's because I forget. That's true. I've been like twice and I, I have no idea who done it. I know. Darling. I don't even know what they did. <laughs> um, so yes, it's... um. Yeah, so I, I think I think it's not fair if a book has just come out don't go running around going ah oh, well I never thought it was going to be him because that's not fair no but there is a time limit on these things so my my sort of rule read. I think is that if it happens within the obviously if it's a novella and it's 110 pages long uh-huh. not a sport but like if standard size book if it happens in the first third first hundred yes. pages yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, like that setup. Yeah. There might be a twist. Yes. After ninety-eight pages. Yeah, definitely. In which case, I would say, well, that's a spoiler. Like you can clearly identify that's yeah, a spoiler. Yeah. But if um, so, really good example. Place called Winter mm. is um Patrick Gale, and in that book, he um the, the main character is Victorian. He uh, is sort of sent away in scandal because he has uh, an affair with a married man uh-huh. or, or a man, and he gets sent to Canada. Well, actually, he doesn't. That don't. He doesn't get sent to Canada until like page hundred and twenty, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't say on the blurb that um, that is what happens and why he gets sent. Yeah. But to me, that is a huge part of the setup of the book. So when I'm talking to people in the shop and recommending it, I will tell them. It's about a man who is a gay man who yeah, gets sent to Canada. Fair, yeah, yeah. Because that is, although it's quite a way in before mm. you really discover that, it's part of the setup and it's not the main story. No, and the one I do is um, The Air Affair by Jasper Ford. Yeah. As well, is that so in it, Jane Eyre gets kidnapped out of her book. That doesn't happen until about the final third. Yeah. But it's in the title. I think it's in the blurb even. Jane Eyre is missing. Yeah, but it, so it's just like, well. You know, you can't go, and then other stuff happens. Because there's so much set up with it anyway. Yeah. You just have to go, here's, here's really what it's about. Is it really actually, in the final third? It's something like that. It's really late that she vanishes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because there's all the setup. Because there's such a big world to set up and everything. And there's Asheron Hades is the whole thing, isn't it? So it, it's, um, there's a lot is to Is that how through. you say it? Asheron? I say Asheron. I don't know if you're meant to. I say Archeron. Archeron also works. I've never heard it said out loud properly. No, I don't know. We'll ask him when he comes. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, so yes, it is... Um, yeah, I think I think just with spoilers, be careful. Okay, right. Speaking of, let's pause it here. By the way, you can buy this book where Burt's Books are at UK because it's the only bookshop in the world. Exactly. Yes. Right. We'll pause it there, and then you can tell me what happens. Okay, that's fine. My next book is "They're Going to Love You" by Meg Howry. Now, this has uh, just come out in hardback, and I actually read digital copy mm-hmm. of it. Uh, Let me tell you the blurb, and then uh, I will discuss it further with you. Carlisle Martin dreams of becoming a professional ballet dancer like her mother, Isabel. She only gets to see her father, Robert, and his brilliant but troubled partner, James, for a few precious weeks a year when she visits their enchanted apartment in Greenwich Village. 
James educates her in all that he holds dear in life, literature, music and most of all, dance. As the years go by, Carlisle is desperate to be asked to stay permanently, even as AIDS brings devastation to their community. Instead, a passionate love affair creates a rift between them, with devastating consequences that reverberate for decades to come. Nineteen years later, Carlisle receives a phone call, which unravels the fateful events of her life. So, this is a story of Carlisle. Mm -hmm. and uh, town? No. No, the dancer. A dancer. And she is... There's two time frames to this novel. There's uh, the 80s and then there's um, 19 years later. Uh, So, um, maybe it's the 90s part of it as well. Um, But it's... It's interesting because you see Carlisle grow as a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old through her teens uh, into this relationship with her father and with James. And she's got a bit of a fractious relationship with her mother, but you never really see that. Um, I I picked this up because I was looking for books for the subscriptions. Uh And I was like, okay, this is... is, um, this is what's coming out this month. Blah, blah, blah. What do I like that look of? And I'm really terrible. I look at covers and I just think they're going to love you. That sounds interesting. So I read it. I had no idea what it was about. Uh-huh. I have managed to pick up another book with gays in it. <laughs> it's like it's like they're attracted to me. Like a magnet. It's like a magnet. I wish it was like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the actual gays were attracted to me. <laughs> but uh, the, the gay books are. Um, and also what was quite odd about this was it's about dancing and dancers and Obviously, we've had our lovely video oh, yes, ad go out this week. Yes. So it, I was reading this at the same time as all these people responding to our dancing. So I've had quite a dancey week. Yes, indeed. Lovely. Um, so, uh, but I, I, did I enjoy it? Yes, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm not sure. I struggled a bit because I think because I was reading it on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there were a couple of nights where I didn't read anything. And so I struggled to get back into it. I think if I'd been reading it as a proper book I'd have liked it more um, because I'd have, it would have probably held my attention a bit more um, there are a couple of bits of it that are um, like so basically the, the premise is uh, something happens when Carlisle is a young woman teenager between her and her father and he's a very stubborn man that's set up from the beginning he can hold a grudge and they don't really speak for 20 years and then she gets a phone call saying your father's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about her living in Los Angeles, making her way back to New York to see him, and uh, just sort of reconciling in her own head everything that happened 19 years ago. And so you sort of have a chapter of her in Los Angeles, and a chapter of her as a child, and sort of alternates back. Uh, but it's all told from the point of view of her as an adult. So... She, in the bits 19 years ago, she's narrating it to you mm. as if you're sat next to her on the plane. Right, okay. And, and she's telling you what happened 20 years ago and why she's concerned about going to see her yeah. So, um, I struggled a bit to work out what exactly it was that she did mm-hmm. that was so bad. Um, and then I thought about it and I think actually maybe that was, maybe that was the point. It was all supposed to be misunderstandings, miscommunications. Yeah. I don't want to say what it was because actually that is a bit of a spoiler because yeah. it's something that the book builds up as to, to what it will be. Okay, right. But in the cold light of day, you look at it and go, was well, that it? Is that like is that what caused this rift? Yeah. And 
you think, first of all, well, that's a bit inconsequential. But then, actually, this is what real families are like. Well, yeah, it takes this tiniest thing that, you know, Auntie Brenda didn't do the roast potatoes correct one Christmas. And, and that's it, we don't talk don't to her anymore. don't speak to her anymore, yeah. Yeah, and actually, you, when other people tell you about the big rifts in their families, you do look at them and go, really? Mm. Is that it? Yeah. And for Carlisle and her father, it's a big thing. James, her father's partner, he doesn't understand what the rift was. He doesn't know. Okay. Um, and so he doesn't know if Carlisle did something. He suspects that her father said something to her. Right. And um, it is something that... Car- basically, Carlisle does something which she doesn't necessarily think is wrong. And um, her father says, well, when you can explain it, you can come back and talk yeah. to me about it. And so they're kind of both stubborn and then just never speak. And there's occasionally a card that goes back and forth at Christmas, but yeah, yeah. other than that, that's it. It's not a long book, less than 300 pages, mm-hmm. um, to my surprise, because towards because again, reading on a, a digital copy, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. see no, how much is left. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly I thought, oh, you're giving me a lot of information suddenly, all oh, of a right. sudden. It's because you're wrapping everything <laughs> up. Okay, right, I got it. Okay. Um, so basically, at one point, it goes on to tell you what then subsequently happened right, okay. afterwards. So it ends with her standing outside um, the house on Bank Street in New York. Um, and she can see James playing the piano through the window, and she's going to go in and see her father. Um, and it then basically says, and this is what then subsequently happened in Carlisle's life. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We do see stuff with her and her father. This is not, okay, the, right, this is yeah, not yeah. the first time, she stand, when she's standing at Bank Street, that's not her seeing them for the first time in 20 yeah. years. We see the reconciliation, as it were. Right, okay. But this is her going back after a, point, after a certain point, a certain okay. thing happens. And she, we then get like the explanation of what happened to him. Like He did die, that's not a spoiler, yeah. that he was dying. Um, but then this is what happened to James, and this is what happened to the house, uh, and what happened to, to her. Um, I quite quite enjoyed it. I think. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if there's anything else that I could compare it to. You don't. It's it's that father daughter relationship. Yeah. And maybe daughter gay stepfather relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we see that less. You see it much less. So yes. um, I don't know that there's um, much to compare it to, except maybe the recent book that I read, Limber Lost, which is a yeah. story of the young boy coming of age and is sort of the relationship between him and his father and his older brothers um so this is similar in that way but is in other ways it's not yeah yeah. it's that there are many differences between it um so yeah i enjoyed it it's called they're They're going to love you it's out in hardback now probably in paperback next year i suspect it's going to be one of those books that booksellers will be able to sell to people but okay. nobody's going to pick it up. Right, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to... It's going to be... If it's going to be a hit, it's going to be a word-of-mouth hit. Yeah. But I think it's going to actually remain a bit of a hidden gem for a while. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Um, but, if we have sold you on it, <laughs> you can buy it from birthsbooks.co.uk. Only bookshop in the world, you know? Only bookshop in the world. That's what I hear. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's all I have to say on that matter. Lovely. That is it for this Yay. week. Except breaking news. What were you just telling me? Eddie Izzard has just been cast as Sherlock Holmes because the world needed another Sherlock Holmes adaptation. In the words of Bristol Brenda, another no, one. one. Um, <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, it'll be interesting. Let's well, see what yes. they do. I'm... I think she'll be okay, but it's still an odd. Do we know anything about it? Is it going to still be Victorian London? I know no more because the article I saw was a Daily Mail. I'm not clicking that. No, so, fair enough. You know. Well, watch this space yes. or somebody other's space for more information. Yes. This is your news bulletin. Yes. Um, and now to the charts. Now to the charts. Um, it's been... Well, last week... Um, Colleen Hoover was still number one Of course uh, And we talked about uh, what might get to number one this week Did Do you we? remember what we discussed? Oh, um, Obama Yes, Ms. Michelle Obama or Mrs. Michelle Obama I panicked that I couldn't remember what her first name was That's why I couldn't remember Obama <laughs> Michelle Obama, yes Well, I can exclusively Yes Is it exclusive? I don't I know don't uh, Let's not. say it's exclusive yeah, Reveal that in the top ten this week there is one re-entry, one new entry, okay. and then a lot of moving around. Oh, okay. So, um, let's start with the re-entry. Okay. Uh, it's number 10. It's Jamie Oliver, one. Oh, yes. Not one called 10. So it's number 10, 10 called 10, one. one. Yes, at 10, at one. At 9, 1984. Well, even more... At 8, five little pigs. Even more weirdly, he was at 11 I last see. week and the week before, and this is its 11th week in the chart. Okay. Uh, so, there you go. It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover is still at number 9. Is that the new one? That's the paperback. That's the paperback one, yeah. What's really odd about that is she has also got a book called November 9. That's not the one. Oh, okay. It's number 9, but it ends with us. Right. No Plan B, Lee Child... He's down one place to number eight this a bee, week. A bee looks like an eight. Pardon? A bee looks like an eight. It does! <laughs> You're right! <laughs> How are you going to get this next one away? Okay, we'll try. The Satsuma Complex yes. is at seven, up one from eight. Seven letters in Satsuma. Yes! Oh, wow. <laughs> we, we're blowing this shit and right Satsuma open. And Satsuma Complex as well. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Light We Carry by Michelle Obama is at number six. She was, of course, the sixth woman in the White House to have her own personal hairdresser. Of course she was. Have you made that up? I feel you've made that up. At number five, up a position, is Space Boy by David Walliams. At number four, down three places, is Colleen Hoover. Oh, there we go. There it she is. starts yeah. with us. So, oh, we've got more. a new number one. I mean, Osmond's in the top three. At number three... Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Jeff oh, Kinney. Yes, yes, yes. He's up from number five. Yeah. At number two, Richard Osman. Yeah. The bullet that missed going back to number one. Yeah. Uh, he's at two, up one place from three. So, what is number one? Can you remember what else was in the top ten last week? Was Matthew Perry still until number one? He, he is not in the top ten okay. anymore. He was, I think, in the top ten, but fe- he fell out. He was number ten last week. He okay. dropped to thirteen. Yeah. So who is at the top? Who else did we have? Who or what? Oh no, that hasn't helped. No, good. The, the boy, the fox, the thingy. And the no, thingy. not them. Not them. Um, give me another clue. Um, a drink. This dead air is perfect podcast material. <laughs> Tequila Mockingbird? I don't, um, uh, a drink. A drink you might drink if you were being a stereotypical Irishman. Oh, the Guinness Book of Records. Guinness Book of Records. Of and uh, the record for the longest time to get that was, it goes to you, Michael. Thank you very much. Uh, that's a number one, up a place from number two last week. Lovely. And uh, I think that shows that Christmas is well on its way. It definitely feels like it. 
so, um, speaking of, yes, we better leave it there because I've got some secret Santa wrapping up to do. Yes, you do. Yes. Um, and it's going to take a while. It is. So I'm going to better make a start. Um, I can't wrap. So it's no. just to you, mate. Um, but you can write the little notes. I'll write the notes, little that's notes fine. that go with it. So. Um, if you want to get in touch, yes. you can. Yes. Uh, you can email Bert at bertsbooks.co.uk. Yes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Mastodon, who knew, um, at Bert's Books, Twitter as well. Uh, I we, remember Twitter. I mean, I just stick to Twitter. It's, yeah. it's still working. It's where I spend most of my time. Yeah. If you need an answer, pop there. Um, if you need, a, need to do something, email's always best, oh, because yeah. that, that basically acts as my to-do list, my yep. inbox. Uh, and... Um, Oh, remember, because yes. I nearly forgot, to rate, review, and subscribe to the do. podcast. Yes. I mean, you really ought to have done that by now. I think I have. Good. Um, carry on. Uh, is, is there anything else that you would like to share with the group, Michael? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Felton Fiction if you really want to. I mean, why you'd want to, I don't exactly. There's nothing interesting happening there. And I've written books too. But more information about them on my Twitter as well. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Look, it's Christmas. Many people need presents. Yeah, but those presents? That's a fair point. Good. Say goodbye, Michael. Goodbye, Michael.